today I got a guest that I actually only met recently, so this is kind of like a introduction again, and we're probably gonna dive deeper than we did the first time in a Korea town when we met. This is uh, Jimmy O Yang, a comedian, Yo. actor, Renaissance man. <laughs> I don't know what else he does. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Bro. Of course, man. Last time we were at what was it? Some Cuban restaurant? Nah, it was a. Um, Argentinian grill, like Argentinian. I'm yeah. just being racist. Asado, yeah. <laughs> it was but delicious. It was good. It was good, and that was the first time I met you. Um, I met you just like through social media, I guess, right? Yeah, and I think maybe through Aquafina or something that we met through. Yeah, her. yeah. Because I've known you for a long time, just know of you, but right. I've never met you. That's a crazy thing. Like after just you know, after you gave me your book and I read a little bit about you, I was like really surprised how LA you were and shit. I know, right? Like, it's, like yeah, it's just weird. I always see, every time I see like an Asian comedian or something in town and like, or like doing their thing, they're always like non-LA. No, I mean, nobody is in the entertainment that's true, industry. Yeah. Barely anybody is from LA. But that's what's great about K-Town. It seems like people have their roots here also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing about when I read your shit and like you went to like John Burroughs Down middle school. That's yeah. like you're like a straight up L.A. Asian American dude. You know what I'm For saying? Sure. For sure. Well, I missed the first 13 years in L.A., but then after that, it was all L.A. When people ask me where I'm from, like I I, I don't know. Sometimes I just tell them L.A. Sometimes I tell them Hong Kong. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. I mean, being 13 and coming here is like straight up Asian American thing. You know what I'm saying? Very. Like I know gang of Koreans that started their American life around that age and shit. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah, in my school too, like John Burroughs and stuff. Yeah. That, that's when I heard John Burroughs, I was like, damn, bro, you're damn near K Town, bro. Because that was all. All the Asian kids in the school were Koreans. There was like maybe one or two Asian kids. I went to John I mean, Burroughs. I went to John Burroughs for you like. Did? Well, not not in my middle school. I went during like summer schools. So like oh, during shit. when I would fuck up in middle school and like I would have to make it up during summer school. Yeah. They would send me to the most closest middle school to me, which was John Burroughs. Oh. And John You were Bur fucking up in middle school already? Yeah, I had to, I had like bro, I couldn't graduate on stage unless I went through summer school and all this stuff. Damn, you know? dog. I went to summer school every year of sixth to eighth grade, bro. You're not Asian at all. I know, I know. I mean, I mean, you know, we're all like underachieving Asians, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're here. That's what I'm saying. I was like, when I read about the John Burroughs UCSD, I was like, oh, we're the same kind of Asian. <laughs> you didn't go to UCSD. No, nah, no, nah, I didn't go to college. I didn't go to college. Yeah, fuck UCSD. That, that's probably my biggest regret, and it's hard for me to say as an Asian person, going to college it was my biggest regret. You think so? Why? Oh yeah, just a waste of fucking time, waste of money, waste of time. Well, in your industry. <clears throat> well, yeah. Also, and and I went to school for economics. I didn't right. learn anything. Right, you know, right. I was smoking weed and like being depressed. And, uh, you know, after that, I did stand up and all. I, I wish I would have went to like film school. That right. might have been helpful. But the whole notion of having to pick a major when you're 18 years old to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life, that's right. insane. I imagine all these like Instagram influencers and shit that went yeah. through like crazy ass colleges and they're now they're just like outfit of the day. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is wild, bro. And they still owe, well, they don't because they're rich, but like people still owe like a hundred grand in college debt for what? You know what I mean? I have like a young homie who's like early 20s and he's just, every time we meet up, he's stressing about like oh, paying, his, paying off his student loans. Dude, and seriously. I'm like, bro. Don't worry about it. Like you're gonna get old and real. Just not do it. <laughs> you're just gonna just let it go, man. Yeah, yeah. Fuck your credit up for a couple of years and you're fine, dude. Every time I see him, you just sweating like I owe a hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, you know that's not gonna happen. You're just gonna uh, owe it, and yeah. you're just gonna have to just file for bankruptcy or some shit. Oh but. my god, it's it, colleges are the most gangster institutions, bro. Right, like because it's like you, you owe the mob money right when you graduate. That's and just maybe crazy. You get a job, maybe you don't. I literally like I never I I didn't graduate high school, which is already like crazy. Where'd you like, go to high school? I went to uh I went to a local ones around here. I went to Marshall High School. Uh huh. I went to Belmont. They're all like around this area. What were you doing? Fighting in school? Doing drugs? Nah, nah, nah. I wasn't like a gang. I was I was like a nerdy dude, but I was like a stoner, and I just ditched a lot of days of school. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I wasn't a gangster or nothing. I was a complete nerd. You know, yeah. but like. I just all like our day, like my day would consist of like our fr stoner friends meeting before school started in front of the school. And we were like, all right, let's get out of here. And we'd go to like a friend's garage 
we we and we'd spend a whole like six hours scoring one gram of weed and then we'd smoke it and that was our day and shit like what, what do you mean spending six hours like calling like, the like dealer finding the deal exactly like the whole most of the process of us was getting the weed together mm. and then smoking it only took like 10 15 minutes and shit like God. How are kids going to school these days? You can just go down the store and just buy weed. Bro, I'm telling you. I mean, they're probably hitting their jewels inside the classroom and shit. Oh, and they like, are, I'm sure. I am sure. That kids shit are is, vaping these days, man. That shit is crazy, bro. I, I, I read, I mean, I saw like an interview thing. You're talking about John Burroughs and like how the school was, middle school. I remember when I was going there to summer school. It was intimidating, man. Like there was like it was mad diverse, and it's kind of like a cool middle school. Was it? I I don't know because that's the only middle school I knew, and I came straight from Hong oh, Kong. Oh, you were straight up fob when you went. Straight up fob, like I could barely understand anything. Like, fresh off the boat, right onto so the campus. That, yeah, that was my first impression and my only impression of America when I first came, and yeah, it was super diverse. Right. There was kids selling weed. I remember, uh, and then there's like the black kids were like dunking, and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I, I, this is what people are doing when they're 13? I remember I was in John Burroughs for summer school. I was wearing red chucks and some dude, like some black dude who was a crip, mm. like steps on the back of my heel. Is like, watch where you going, cuz. <laughs> it's like eighth grade. I was like, bro, look at the I'm I'm a Korean dude with glasses and braces. I am not a blood. Like yeah. <laughs> shit uh. was mad intimidating, bro. But yeah, man. I mean, that's the that's the experience. I remember going to a high school around this neighborhood. Like, it was like ninety percent Latino mm -hmm. and five percent Asians, and all the Asians were fobs. You know, so I was like, where do I kind of fit in? You know what do, I mean? Do you like, speak Korean? I do. I speak fluent Korean. Okay, so did you hang out with the fobs or no? No, no, because I was way more. I'm, I wasn't like like a fob. Right, you know what I mean? that, that's the thing. Like the Asians don't even fuck with the fobs because that's a, two different groups. That's like the skaters and the jocks. For sure, it's two different things. When because when other people see it, they're like, "Oh, they're Asians. Why aren't they hanging out?" But one of the um, when I first came here, like the Asians definitely didn't want to fuck with me because they didn't want to be looked at as one of the fobs. Right. You know, <laughs> so it, it makes sense. But I was just like, "Oh shit." Even the Asian kids don't want to fuck. No, it oh, that that happened with me too. You know, it feels weird when you're just an outsider in your own shit. Like the only time I'll, I'll hang out with other Asians, like be jailed or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, I, and even even in jail, the Asians are with like the whites. I think. Yeah. How does that work? Like you got gangs in jail. My like, homies got... who've been in jail tell me great things. No, I'm kidding. They 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 say they they side with the the white side. My buddy told me if I ever go to jail, not that I'm planning on it. He said, tell them you're a cook so you can get to hang out with the Filipinos in the kitchen. <laughs> that's, that was, the Filipinos are in the kitchen? I guess. They just, yeah. That, and that's like a safe job. That's that's what my buddy told me. So, you know, mm -hmm. you ever go to jail? Now you know. I don't know if I'm going to trust any of my homies' advices when I go to jail, bro. Now, I have this theory about different Asians being sent to different places of the country. So, like, for instance, like in America... All the Asians who come here and then compared to all the Asians who who are from America and then later on decide to go to Asia, mm -hmm. we just send the shittiest Asians from each country to each other's country. You think so? I, I have a kind of I have feeling about this because I say this because I live in Koreatown and I, I go to coffee shops and all this shit and it's all like fobs. Mm -hmm. and they got the worst fucking service, like the shittiest. And they're just like just I've partied with these fobs around here. Just totally just fuck ups, you know what I'm saying? So, so they're the unwanted Asians, and they sent them away. Yeah, and then I noticed over here, all the Asian American dudes that later on go to Korea, like fucked up in some way over here. Right, cause well, there's got to be some reason you're leaving your country, right? You're not doing well, family's not doing well, or you're escaping from something. something exactly, you it's fu all you fucked your credit up in America. I know a lot of so gangster. To to I know a lot of Asian gangster dudes who moved to Korea in the early 2000s and they still dress like like 90s gangsters out there like they're in a time capsule cool they're in a time capsule they're still in long white tees and dicky shorts it's and like a dude that just got out of prison after 10 years yeah yeah like it's still in fubu <laughs> <laughs> they're in carl canai and shit like walking yeah. around no it's literally like they're stuck in a time capsule but are they considered cool in korea wearing like old stuff because to us that's like played out nah it, the korea's advanced now but is it so advanced that that's retro now? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's actually a good point. I They're think like, is about to come back. Like, Fila's coming back. Champion's coming back. Those brands are interesting because in certain countries, 
they're not as like the way it went through here in the timeline. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's still kind of fresh and new. Yeah, yeah. And, like to me now, like if I had a Fubu thing on, it'd be like a cool throwback thing it's, to have. It's ironically funny. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost. I think given another five years, people will be wearing Fubu again. I love it. It was just like a strong like black brand like for us by us yeah, yeah and then yeah. like there's fools in korea just rocking the shit out of it it's so great it's so oh great. man um yeah man so your book how to american yes sir that's what's up uh what where was the shot right here by the way this picture oh this i had this idea for a long time so the cover of the book is me holding a little american flag wearing a american eagle shirt yeah i actually brought a fubu jacket to the shoot but we we'll get clearance on that. <laughs> but tight. I did wear some Jordans. So it's me wearing the most American things. Right. Right. But, you know, having this really, f f like, fun grin on my face. And I'm sitting on this, like, lazy boy with a bong. Just all around America. Americana around me. Right. Uh, with my Asian face. So I thought that would be interesting. Um, we shot it in, like, a photo studio in downtown, I think. Uh, but I'm glad the idea... It's great when you have something as an artist, like you have something in your mind, and when and when it actually is done, it's ex is exactly what you imagine. It's rare, but it happens, right? I'm sure with you and and songs, what when you have a beat in your mind or something like a song mm -hmm. in your mind, a hook, and it actually turns out exactly how you want. It just it feels great. It does, it does, and it's like you know sometimes like the things that happen the most smoothest. It's mm -hmm. like it, it's it's great, and like that's when it comes out natural. Like I always say, if I spend like more than if it's taking me more than like 45 minutes to write a chorus then mm -hmm. i gotta move on if it, yeah yeah Did, didn't they say migos like only spend five minutes on each song oh, bro like that's amazing to me that's why it's probably so good it feels so free they just have so much synergy with each other i just oh, great. It's they just, can talk about anything yeah are, are you a sports fan or what i am a clippers fan yes i uh I have season tickets to Clippers. They're worthless now. <laughs> Chris Paul and Blake are gone, so it's worthless. Again, yeah, the NBA is wild right now. Um, yeah, but I get to see LeBron now a couple times a year. That's nice. That's tight. Yeah. Or were you like? Are you are you a sneakerhead? Like, do you fuck with Jordans and shit? I kind of did. My dad bought me my first pair of Jordans was back in Hong Kong when I was like 10, 11. That was the Jordan twelves. Mm. Those I love those. The Obsidians. The, I got those, and I was like the coolest kid in school in Hong Kong. Now I'm I'm getting back into it. I went through a phase. I got, you know, everybody. When you first make money, you want to buy the shit you had when you were a kid, dude. I'm, or you when you never could when you're a kid. I'm straight going through that right now. Yeah. And then I buy it, and I'm like, fuck, I can't even. I feel weird in them. You know, like I never was a Jordan. Like I was never. Right. I never had Jordans or anything. And you then, gotta commit. It's a whole. You can't just be sure. wearing like chinos and then a yeah. fucking pair of Jordans. No, it's weird. Because recently, like I was like a skater kid, but I was also into basketball, and I always loved Jordans. Like, and then I never wore them though. And then now that I I can afford them, I'll get them and I put them on. I'm like, oh, this feels like bulky or weird. Like I can't yeah, yeah, get yeah. into them. So now I just have them like a collection of shit. Same, like same. I barely wear them. <laughs> For sure. I barely wear them. It's a collection of shit that I couldn't get back then. Just exactly. look at it. It's like a wall of trophies and yeah, shit. Yeah, just you feel good when you buy it, but you don't you don't actually need to wear it. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember Hong Kong life or what? Uh yes, yes and no. So I think a normal person would remember age one to thirteen much better than I do. But because I'm I don't live there anymore, I don't speak that language on a daily basis anymore. Right. So, like, there's a part of my brain that's, like, stored away. That's that crazy. It gets, like, kind of, some memories get, like, reactivated when I talk to my brother or, like, when I look at some pictures or when I speak Cantonese or something. Right. But for the most part, I, if you just, like, I don't, I can't really tell you a lot of stories. It was probably, like, the least, like, independent time of your life, probably. That's probably why, you know? Interesting, Cause, yeah. Because I feel like when you came to America, even yeah. though you had your parents and you're still a young kid. Mm -hmm. Like you're in your own world now because your parents are like that older generation in a different country. Right. And now you're just like in this whole fucking world together. Your parents are probably not even helping you navigate through that shit. They couldn't if they wanted to, you know what I mean? But the good thing is there's still something to fall back to because it's a strong nuclear family with, you know, uh, my family and a lot of Asian families. But another thing that I found interesting uh, that I talked a lot in my book was um, it was like in Hong Kong and Asian culture in general, it's so much about family, obedience, and doing what people told you and just following the rules. Whereas here, the American mentality is finding your own independence and, and finding your own way, pursuing your dreams and stuff like that. And it's like the total opposite. And like for the longest time, I wasn't, 
wasn't sure which creed I'm living. Obviously, now I'm an actor and a comedian. Like it seems like I'm taking the American path. Right. But at the same time, I still got to be respectful to my parents, you know, and be obedient to whatever they say and stuff like that. It's an interesting dynamic, and it's a line that I'm sure a lot of Asian American kids have walked. And it's not. It's not easy. It's not. It's not. Yeah, mentally, it's draining sometimes. No, I I feel that way. I mean, I think I'll always have that element of respect for my parents. Like mm-hmm. just, no matter how many times, like, you know, they've been a shitty parent too, or whatever. You know, it's like I'll never ever like cross that line. I know my dad is bullshitting sometimes, like just <laughs> uh, uh, talking about like shit that are just not even true or something. Yeah. And then I'm like, I I step up to him I'm like that. This is not right. Like. You can't, you know, da 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 da. He was like, "You don't talk to your dad like that." I never talked to my dad like that. You right. can't talk to your dad like that. And right. then, there's just no rebuttal. What am I? What am I supposed to say to that? Yeah, I, you know, I know. And you just end up looking at yourself. You're like, "Yeah, he's right." Well, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go punch a hole in my wall. Fuck it. No, you know? it's it's like there's a lot of pent up anger. I think in Asian people, for sure, of it, dude. dude. The whole culture is about pent up anger because you can't. You can't. There is. I now looking back, I wish I was a little more rebellious to go and through that rebellious phase to kind of become your own man, become your own, have your own independence and find your own way. Right. Because I think everybody needs to go through that, or else you don't. You kind. You kind of just living in the shadow of your parents, and then you live with a lot of pent up anger, which is I feel like what a lot of Asian people are doing. There's not. Know? There's not a lot of opportunities after you get older. I feel like to kind of make that a little better too you know because we just yeah. start kind of living in this way of like this is how okay it's just the parents yeah and like they're like 70 what am i gonna, <laughs> gonna get in a fucking argument with my dad that's real what am shit. I gonna smoke weed in his face he's fucking 70 but just you know what me. i think parents like for instance my parents got a lot more chill you know because same, they're same. older it's like i remember they, they used to trip out about my tattoos and my sister is like oh, blasted yeah. from neck down really and she's my little sister you know so wow. it's like like los angeles tatted across her stomach wow. in old english you know and i have Koreatown tatted across my chest so we just have the whole fucking city and zip code and shit but it's crazy like not, like they used to trip out like a motherfucker but now it's like what are you gonna be mad about you know what i'm and saying also like, you made it like in in a way i think they were just tripping because it's a safety and security thing they they think and they're not wrong. In the old country, if you had tattoos, you're yeah. you're in a gang. Right. Or right. if you are in the arts, you'll probably be fucking homeless. Right. Here, they and they don't understand it's like real opportunities and, and, and this is just like an art form, the tattoos and, and hip hop and comedy and stuff like that. So after like I got on a TV show, they finally they're like, Okay, as long as we don't have to worry about him, we're not gonna be mad at him. Right, right. Because I think that was the reason why they were so hard on us is they 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 want us to have that good life that they never had, maybe. Right. Or the opportunity. Once in a while, had. bring a couple of checks through with little envelopes here and there. You oh, know, exactly. Keep the yeah. parents happy. That's you got to do it. Like we were born with a student loan debt as yeah. Asian kids. It's almost like the shut the fuck up money. It's like here you go. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just stop getting on my case. Right exactly. Now. <laughs> exactly. No, I I feel that man. You know, I, it feels good. You know, what I'm saying it feels good to be able to take care of family and. And also, like my old thing is, I love when my parents, fam- my my parents' friends, their kids fuck up badly. Oh, I love that shit. That's great. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have like my 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 dad is in the business is like in downtown of wholesale stuff. Uh-huh. I grew up with the like the whole scene of Koreans with businesses out there and their kids. Uh huh. And like I'm like, oh damn, I'm doing better than ninety percent of these Korean that's fucks. That's great. And, and you know, Asian parents will compare too. Oh, they like, do. If you got a cousin that's doing good, it's like you know he just bought his dad a house because <laughs> he got a promotion at Goldman Sachs. I'm like, man, fuck that dude. Real man. shit. You know, yeah, real shit. I, I'm just blessed that you know most of my uh like family friends kids are fuck-ups like they're <laughs> they're they're not success stories real shit like my my whole thing is like like i just tell my dad like aren't you glad i didn't turn out like that guy <laughs> like yeah, yeah 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 you know what i'm saying For i'm like sure. like I, i'm not like the biggest success but i tell my dad like hey at least i'm not like that guy in rehab right now you know like it's just yeah, like exactly that's the shit that i brag like i'm just like i'm it's better good. than him it's, it's good to have something to compare to you know what i mean I mean, it's so funny. Like, that's always been the shit. I, I used to hate when they do that, you know. And the worst thing now is, like, friends I introduced. Because, you know, our friends change over the years. Mm-hmm. And in the last two, three years, I've introduced a lot of my close friends in the entertainment business. 
you know, whether it was like Nora, Aquafina, mm-hmm. my boy, like Anderson Pack, who's like a crazy famous musician. Mm-hmm. So I, I introduced them like three, four years ago to my parents. And now they're just like fucking killing it, you know? And they're just like, how come you're not in fucking Ocean's 8? And I'm like, uh, I'm not, there's no dudes in that heist movie. <laughs> 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 like, and my, my boy's killing it. On, it's like my, my mom yeah. will see them on like Korean TV too. Like Nora did yes. an interview on Korean TV. That's when they legit. When they do the local Korean Chinese I, or Chinese paper that's the, or the TV show. And I never worried about it until people started, my friends started sneaking into those media outlets. Like yeah. Nora was like the one plug into the Asian media outlet because she's the Asian girl in the heist movie, uh, you know? My parents do the same shit when they see like a new celebrity, like an Asian celebrity, like on a Chinese newspaper. Do you know uh, Natasha Liu? She, she's like in the Crouching Tiger the second Yes, one. yes, yes. And yeah. then she blew up in China, right? And then uh, my parents were just looking at the newspaper. He's like, oh my God, do you know this girl? Like this girl is doing so great, blah, 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 da, da, da. I'm like, dad, I'm, I'm on a TV show. Like how come you never talk about me like that? Like right, right. I actually know her. Like we're friends. She was like, yeah, and then he's like, really? Like, can I meet her someday? Like, please? Like, can I just take it? I'm like, no, dad, no, no. We're just friends. Like, and 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 like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you, why don't you do that with me? Right, right, you right. Know? It's because you can't, they don't, they don't have time to judge like what your significance is in pop culture well, they too. Can't, they don't you know? get it. It's like, I'm always their son. I'm always that little five-year-old kid that, you know, fucked up cooking the rice or something. You know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. it's, it's, you can't remove that lens. I know, I Which know. is good in a way that that's how you stay real. Yeah, it. I mean, you know, it's like that's why I always have this dream of like breaking into that main mainstream. I mean, all of us make impacts. In, what is the main mainstream? You know, it's it's just being in some stupid, dumb mainstream like blockbuster fucking movie. You know what I'm saying? Just, so, so, so you're talking about mainstream, like acting mainstream or music mainstream, also. Yeah, I think I have this thing. Like my parents just have to somehow feel like it's a big thing. You right, know what I mean? Right, Some right. huge thing. What I if you c- did the Tonight Show like as a rapper? You see, it's tough to say because I don't even think my parents watch that shit. Mm, you got to do like the Korean version of this. Like I got to be on a billboard in Koreatown. Like it has to oh, be between like Western and Vermont. Gala, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You like get on that. I know, and that's get the thing. Year. And that probably wouldn't like. That's not even the biggest shit. Yeah. But like, if I was on that billboard, like yeah. my 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 dad would see that shit driving down Olympic Boulevard and, and be then like, he can brag to his friends for sure. Like yeah. he would literally take a bunch of it, like drive by there on purpose, and his friends would be like, "Wait a minute, this isn't the shortest way." To- <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to Santa Monica. Yeah, and pretend his car breaks down right yeah. in front of the billboard. Like, oh shit, that's my son right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I mean, I, like I said, like I've done a bunch of shit, you know, like I've gotten featured in like a CNN thing and here, MTV yeah. thing here and there. But like when, my, when I made like an article in a Korea Times, like was like the big shit. Ex- yes, absolutely. Like when you make like the Korean Chinese newspaper, that's when it matters. Everything right. else you can be on like. Did you make the, it on there? I did on the Chinese newspaper. What was a the times. what was the uh... uh one I think was for this movie Life at a Party I did and one other thing was like for HBO or something. And uh yeah, they clipped it out and everything. That's it was sick. cool. Um and and I was trying to think what else. Oh, Larry King. I did like Larry King live wow. once. And okay. then that that was a huge deal to him. It doesn't matter like uh, 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 I did. I did Colbert. Like, like right. that. That was okay because they don't. They don't know. Asian don't parents care. would know Larry King, but Larry King. Yeah, that's like old school, international. Like they love. Like it. my parents wouldn't know him by name, but like they'll look at him and be like, "Oh, that's that old white dude with the suspenders." Like don't know him, you know. I think that's my first credit. Whenever my parents introduce <laughs> me to like their relatives or like so and so, the new friends, like my my like my Jimmy has been on right. Larry King. That's the thing. They don't care about Silicon Valley, <laughs> right? Crazy rich Asians it's like Larry King. That that yeah, I yeah. mean that's huge. That is huge, man. I, I will say you know uh, just seeing you're also on Silicon Valley. I had a question because I'm like the Asian accent is I can't do it. <laughs> right, right. Like I can't yeah, do yeah. it. Like do and. W- have you done that before, before doing that role or what? I, I had an Asian accent when I came to this country. I mean, I... Yeah, I know, right? but it's not the so, same. I mean, it's like it's, going backwards is right, like right, right. not the same thing. But at least there's some truth to it. Like if you were to play a rapper in a movie, you can do it a lot better than probably I could because right, you know right. the life you lived it. It's like you've been method acting for like the last 15 years. Yeah, so, and you've heard it around you. Exactly. So okay. for me, it was like that. Like I know... A lot of people with that accent. I was the guy that necessarily not necessarily have that thick of an accent, but 
I was the dude that didn't understand English when I came, so I understood the mannerisms and the confusion and what it felt inside for this guy. Yeah, you know. So and the care and the thing about it is what I noticed is like when I hear Asian accents in like movies or TV. Mm-hmm. It's like really loud and aggressive. Like, like that character is kind of like a chill Asian accent. Like I think it's a more realistic kind of um, right mainland Chinese Mandarin accent. Right. Instead of like kind of the more cliche Cantonese Bruce Lee esque accent. Like right. So many people in the like the older movies will copy that accent, and it becomes kind of a caricature. So I just try to because it's such a you know touch and go thing with right. Asian representation, Asian accents. So I just I. The only thing I could do was to make it as authentic and as funny as possible instead of, and that's the only way to get away from, you know, and walking that fine line. It's not an over-the-top, like, angry uh, you don't Asian accent that. guy. Be it's hacky, you it's know? kind of like the Asian dude who's just, like, who's still confident about where he comes from. Yeah, he's like, like, he's tight. You're, like, it's like, you, you stupid American motherfuckers. Like, that's exactly. what it sounds like. Like, and, and the way a lot of times it's written and, and the way I interpret it, it's the joke's not really on this guy. It's really on like TJ or like right. the other guys yelling at him and acting like an idiot. And he's just kind of silently judging and not giving a fuck. And I think that's kind of, it is the more realisticness because I also come from an area like where Asians like from Asia are just confident as fuck. And they believe they run the town. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. This shit is crazy, man. No, I, I noticed that about that specific accent and that character. Yeah, like, you know people like that. Like, a lot of my uncles are like, you, you just see people, like, Fobs, even in K-Town, like, Chinatown, or like, or like in Monterey Park and shit, confident as fuck. They they are just very comfortable in their own skin. I wish I was that way. You know, right. when I first came to this country, I was young, so I tried my best to be as American as possible, which is kind of what the book was talking about, you know, like, how to American, like, I'm just trying to be, listen to hip-hop, play football, right. understand uh, the Super Bowl and shit like that, date a white girl. Like, that was, like, right, right. my goals because I just wanted to fit in. But there's something I'm always jealous about when these, like, new immigrants, like, Chinese or whatever, come to this country and they're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm better than all of you guys. I'm comfortable with my own skin. You guys are the idiots. No, no, I see that, especially in this town. It's like, they're like way too confident for I, their own I, good. I almost. wish I was more confident. You know what I mean? My my mom and my dad, like, I was born in Argentina, South America. So I'm like one of those Asians that was born in South America. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they came, their first two languages was Korean and Spanish. Mm. And, you know, in the household, that's all they use, even with us. And then I forgot it as I went older. I know Korean because they started using that more. But You don't know Spanish anymore? Nah, oh, man, nah, poquito. So poquito. Oh, poquito. <laughs> that's like the one thing I know how to say, poquito. And then yeah. they test me more. I'm like, I don't know. Um, I, we got here to L.A. And in, like, in Koreatown, like, if you know Spanish and Korean, you kind of don't even have to learn English. You really don't, huh? So, like, yeah. they literally have not picked a fucking English at all. Like, they, they don't. live in Koreatown still? They still live in Koreatown. Oh, that's nice. Barely speak any English, but use Korean and Spanish all the time. Like, I'll introduce my mom to a black friend, and it's Spanish. You know, I'm like... the craziest <laughs> thing that they know Spanish, but not English. Yeah. Like, it seems like there's a skip of a step in the middle. No, real time. If you're, if you're not a, a Korean homie of mine, like, my mom's speaking Spanish to you. I'm like, this guy is a white dude named Chad. Like, you're not gonna... Like, yes. he doesn't get it. Awesome. Yeah, because they, they think Chad will have a better chance understanding Spanish. Yeah, yeah exactly. Korean. That's what it is. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So how, how often do you visit him? I see him all the time. Like, literally, like, they're just in k-town all the time and it's the funniest thing do they ever just knock on your door and bother you no nah, fuck no oh that's good no no yeah my 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 dad and my mom has been split up since like i was like 12 years old you know uh-huh. but the funny thing is they've both lived in k-town their whole lives and they've lived they live literally like three miles from each other and never run into each other in like over 10 years do they 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 never visit each like other. no no they don't they don't like each other they're really. actually divorced <laughs> uh they're they're separated. They never like got See, divorced. See, that's the Asian. I've yeah. always said if my parents were white, they would have been divorced. Like, oh no, no, for sure. Like they have but to make it official. That. All that. No, yeah. no, no. Like, yeah, I I noticed that with Asian fa- uh, families that you know separate, they never get the it's divorce. Shame. You don't even like unless they remarry, and that usually never like the official ceremony doesn't happen. You know, my dad's dated a girl. My mom mm-hmm. dated a dude. Like. They've never like remarried or and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, interesting. I don't think they would ever. My parents still live together. They don't. Yeah. I don't. I think they argue all the time. 
Yeah. I, I don't I don't think they ever loved each other necessarily. <laughs> I mean, Asian marriages aren't about that. It isn't. It is about convenience and making a baby. I think you know? most most marriages could you know become that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it becomes a com- a companionship. I guess. I, I remember. I I don't remember a time when my parents parents really like loved each other. You know. I know that sounds really sad. No, but, same, same. But they but they separated and. I think they separated because they came to America and they were like, oh, shit, we're allowed to separate from each other. Because, oh, yeah, in Korea, you just trap yeah. and then you get pissed at each other. Oh, yeah, you would like you get looked down upon for splitting up over yeah, there. Yeah, but like, I, I am at least happy that they are still living together. Right. And they got a dog that they love. So like it's, they're in the routine of it, which yeah, is cool. I don't have to worry about it. If right. my dad was living by himself, I'll be like, oh, fuck. Oh, I, really I go through that shit all the time. Yeah. My parents like individually. You know, because as you get older, it's just harder to, you know, find somebody or a yeah. companion to be there for you and support you and shit. Absolutely. They need a dog. Old people need dogs. Oh, my God. My mom, had I. she started watching my dog after, you know, I started traveling. And when mm-hmm. I went on tour, my mom would watch it. And eventually, like, it would just become my mom's dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same. That's the same thing. Yeah. And then I moved my mom into a nicer apartment. The first day she moves in, the dog dies. No. The dog dies. How bro. old was it? It was pretty old. I mean, to be fair, oh, okay, like okay. Well, that motherfucker was limping and couldn't see through oh, one see. eye and yeah, shit. Yeah. But oh my god, my mom went nuts, bro. Oh, no. She was so sad, and I was like, oh my god. I went. I she was like <gasps> crying over the phone. I rush over there, and uh, the dog's there, like lying there, dead. And I was like, fuck. And I just had moved my mom into this new apartment. And she's like, I, I don't want to live here. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I was yeah, like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I, I just. deposit down <laughs> shit. I did. I put the pet Line deposit the down. I, dude, I couldn't do anything. Like, I literally tried to even get out of the lease. The dude was like, nope, you signed the lease. Like, you're in. And I just, it was like the worst couple of weeks. So what'd you do? Nothing. I just had to, like, comfort my mom the whole time. Did she get a new dog? No, I thought about bringing a new dog. Like, she's, like, scared that she'll get a new dog and something's going to happen to him. You no, know, she just I know. Needs her a little replacement puppy. Should I just like should I just surprise her with a dog or? You what? should. I think because when my parents, we never had a dog in our family. Growing up in Hong Kong, you can't really have a proper pet. And is Asia like that? I noticed Asia is not a good place for pets. Well, especially Hong Kong because it's all it's like Manhattan. New it's York, cramped, it's 25 right? Twenty-five stories. Yeah. Like the apartments are like you know. Korea is like that too. Five hundred square feet. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So my mom wanted a pug. And I love pugs, so we found a pug, a little puppy, and then my dad was like, <clears throat> I hate this kind of dog, I think they look stupid, <laughs> and I don't like dogs, okay? So you guys get it, you guys take care of it, I would have nothing to do with it. Right. Now he's sending me videos every day of him walking her, and right. just like loving her, and just kissing her, and like it's, and he is like, the, the, like he loves her the most. That that that's how that's how a lot of old people are. I'll tell you one thing that really pisses me off is the fact that what my sister had a baby and now I have like this cute little niece and my dad just is like a different person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just so sappy, like oh, they just like, need some love, man. A great grandparent, and I'm like, where the fuck were you when I was growing up? Like <laughs> The dude was behind the newspaper most of my life. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually saw a lot of what my, like, the love that my dad has shown me that now he's showing the dog. So he, <laughs> right. he at least remained consistent. He's reciprocating. And, and all yeah. my friends on Instagram, like, my dog has an Instagram account. It's just my parents posting stuff. Toffee Starpug, if you guys want to follow her. <laughs> but, um, Starpug? Starpug. <laughs> okay. Toffee Starpug. And then, um, <laughs> It's just like literally like my mom filing the dog's nail with a oh my gosh that's great and then my dad like blow drying the dog with a hair dryer and and all my friends are like DMing me he's like yo I think your parents asking for a grandparent I I mean a grandchild basically you know oh okay they okay they really want a grandchild are you only child no I have an older brother so the pressure's off a little bit okay but uh, they never pressure us which is great but um, whenever they see a girl that I'm with that they like. Even just aesthetically, right? Like, say, say, I never even brought this girl to him, but they're like, "Who's that girl on your uh, on your Facebook, huh? She's right, cute. Right. What's up with her? How's her family like? Yeah, is there a future in this? Like, they they would nudge it, and that that would sometimes fuck me up, like you know. Yeah, do you, like, I mean, do you think about like, do you want a wife and kids or what? I do, I do. You do. Uh, 
if, if the right one comes, like it doesn't have to be now or right, right, right. I don't have a timeline. Like I'm young enough that I can still wait for the right one. It's yeah, like, we're around shit. the same age, and I would say like at that point, I mean, it's like people are getting married a little later. Yeah, you know, nowadays, and yeah. I mean, the only thing is, I guess, the biological clock for the girls or whatever. Or you can always date a girl that's twenty years younger. Than <laughs> that's you. true. That's true. It happens in Hollywood all the time. <laughs> my mom is ten years younger than my dad. So oh wow! At least that's a precedent that they have set. So I, I'm, I'm okay doing that. Damn, that's and tight. you know we look young, bro. We can always find a white girl that's like ten years younger. You look especially young. <laughs> yeah. Are we the same age? Uh, I think yeah, I'm 32. Oh shit! So man. yeah, we're definitely around the same age. Asian don't raise in unless you do a lot of drugs and drink. For sure. But, <laughs> For sure. But um, yeah, man. I mean, that's what. How are you close with your brother or what? Your older brother? He's in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, we don't. Here's the thing. We don't really do the same things. We're simpatico. We're cool with each other. Yeah. But it's it's like he used to be the guy that you would go to like clubs and like whatever stuff. I I, I was never that guy. I, w- I would just play video games and like right. drink beer at a dive bar and stuff. And he cares about like having a nice car and stuff like that. I don't, I don't, I can care less. Right, right. You know, Um. but yeah, so we, we kind of have different outlooks in life, you know. Is but, he like, like a straight business dude? Yeah, he's, he's like a finance guy. Oh, okay. But he's always like, he always tries to hustle. Like he always thinks he's smarter than people. So he's trying to hustle people out of stuff. Yeah. You know. So um, that's like the he's straight, trying to find shortcuts. That's the Asian American kind of very Hong Kong, va- very. It's yeah. very better luck tomorrow, you know. Yes, like, yes, yes. <laughs> I grew up with so many Asians that like hustled like that, had little side hustles, you know. I saw an interview. We talked about that shit too. How you like burn CDs for like five dollars and shit? Yeah, dog. Why do all Asian motherfuckers do that? I did the exact same shit. Like I would. We all business minded. That's what it is. Like I remember kids. I would be like, "Yo, give me a list of like fifteen songs. Like go on Napster, download the shit, burn it, and sell it for five dollars in my school." Like, oh my gosh, and that shit was a pain in the ass too. Because some of those songs, but it feels good. It feels like you're doing something. It feels like you're making something for yourself. It's like the selling candy hustle, but more Asian. Yeah, I wonder if that's like a... (laughs) (laughs) It is. I wonder if that's like a DNA thing, like genetics, or is it just because we saw our parents do it, that's why we're doing it. You know, Is it nature or nurture? I don't know. Damn, I don't know. It's. I always felt like I was was an underachieving Asian, Mm -hmm. but still had that one element of me that was so asian still that like hustle you know i mean i still hustled even though i'd fuck up in other things like i could never fuck up too bad where i'm gonna get to the point where i'm like on skid row or some shit you know what i mean like and you're born here so in a way uh you're not born here but you were raised pretty much america for the most part uh so you're much more american than you know me as an Asian, but you still have that thing, right? Where you're very like you, you're a businessman. Every Asian person is a businessman at the yeah. end of the day, and and also I it's it's like say two hundred bucks don't really matter too much in, in the big scheme of things. Like say if I'm like buying a piece of furniture, but I still I need to get a discount. Yeah, like I can't just buy shit at full price. You know, <laughs> yeah. are you a good haggler or what? Oh, great haggler. Really? That's I'm a terrible haggler. What? I don't, that's the one thing I didn't pick up. Like, my mom is like, I mean, forget about it. She will haggle. I remember going into the MTA bus and she would argue that I'm under 12 when I was like 15 <laughs> years old. Yes, and I every, was like, every Asian child has done that. Pretend to be younger yeah. at a buffet. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm literally, my voice is cracking. I got armpit hair and shit. And she's like, no, he's 12. He's a kid's fare for this bus ride. And I'm exactly. like, exactly. I, I just, I, I think what happened was I was so embarrassed growing up about the haggling thing with my mom. Yes. That now I'm like, we don't have to do this, mom. Like I can, you know, I'll take care of it, blah, blah, blah. They make you feel bad about it. No, oh, oh my God, I feel so shitty. You know yeah. what I mean? My mom does that. And I don't want to make my mom, like us feel like we're like yellow trash or something. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. I just, I'm not a good haggler at all. You know what I mean? I, I get anxiety whenever there's like haggling and spending money. Like even if it's something I can totally afford, that's not gonna make a dent necessarily. Like a pair of shoes. Yeah. Like I still stress, and I gotta think about: Am I gonna wear this? Should I return this? Because I hear a voice in the back of my head, which is my mom. It's like, you spend how much on these shoes? (laughs) You didn't. You went to Nordstrom instead of Nordstrom Rack. What? You know. But now it's. I find it liberating sometimes. That sometimes I just like to buy some full price. Just just so I could. It's the flex. I I saw this shirt. I like a Nordstrom fucking buy it it's the struggle flex you know we struggled yeah, there you go we struggled enough for it it's time for us to flex you know my, my mom 
she still has that like cheapness to her. Yeah. But then I'll go to her house and she has the most useless shit she bought. Like she's addicted to the home shopping network yeah. or some shit. I'm like, because they buying it for the deal. The home shopping network. That's like what it 50% is. Fifty percent off. They're like, oh my god, if I don't buy it now, I'm a I'm a stupid person. Like I got it. Come on, I gotta buy it. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. My my mom does the same shit. I'll go there and she'll be like, I got this skincare product. She's like, this is an expensive soap, and she'll cut the soap in half with a knife and oh give me. Oh my god, yeah. Is that a thing? That is a is thing. That th oh man, it's man, a thing. Man, dude. My mom has given me so many of these new soap product Bro. things, face cleanse or whatever. Man, like I'll have like girls over and go up to the bathroom and be like, yo, who the fuck lives here with you? Like, <laughs> it's just mad shit, bro. Oh my she God. cuts it with a knife, wraps it in some like napkin. It's like, this is very expensive soap. Oh my God. <laughs> God. She got it at Ross or some shit, and I'm like, God damn it! And like, re like, uh, like Swiffer pads, you know those like pads? It's just Swiffer pads. They always use like just like a piece of cloth, like a hand towel, and then they wash that shit, and then they use it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we don't believe in buying name brand shit. Bro, my mom gives every time I go to her house, she gives me mad shit, and I'm like, I don't. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And later on, I'm like, oh shit. I'm actually using this shit. Like I needed this. Yeah, you, you, you know Asian Asian gifts never come with a receipt because you know they got it on sale. Oh, bro, it's, it's crazy, man. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I I just realized there's like shit that happens in every Asian household. Like I was like, oh every, shit, every Asian household, man. Oh my god, it's it's a financial guilt thing, and they can't. I don't know what it is. Like why does Asia, every Asian person have to talk about deals? Like it's always just about deals. It's not even about the product. I, I I think that's why like America just works with Asian yeah. people. Yeah. You know, there's deals in every corner here. And I think you know what it is in Asia. If you don't haggle, if you're not getting a deal, you're getting fucked. Right. Like straight up. If you had a, a open air market in Hong Kong and you don't haggle and you're not getting a deal, like they are straight fucking you. That's so, true. So you yeah. have to get a deal. So here. <laughs> Actually, some of the stuff, if it's not a deal, it's still like a good product and it's it's nice and it's worth the money. But with that Chinese mentality, you just keep thinking, nope, I'm getting fucked. I need to haggle this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. I, I feel like that's just the culture out there. And like they, ex the business people expect the haggle. Yes, yes, yes. They, they Have you seen those YouTube videos of like this white dude? He goes to like the Beijing, whatever market. Yeah, I did see haggle. that. Yep. It's crazy because they'll, they see that he's a white guy. He's speaking English. They'll, they'll say, oh, $200. Right, and then you can haggle it down for like sixteen bucks. Right, right. It's that much of a difference. That's so crazy. My my mom thinks you could just haggle in places that's like you're not you're not supposed to haggle, like an actual, actual like retail yeah, yeah, business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're trying to haggle at Ross and shit. Like how the fuck are you trying to haggle over here? I know, right? It's <laughs> like she'll the she'll Nike store. Yeah, she'll look at it, be like, are you sure? I mean, there's a little dent right there. Like she'll just like look at flaws oh, in I it. I've done that. I've done yeah. that. Like trying on shoes. I'm like, there's a scuff. Can I get like a little ten percent? Right, right, right. Hey, can I get the previous sales price on this? <laughs> it's a, it's amazing what you could do with it. Get your haggle bars up. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah, the, the haggling it's it's crazy. I learned a lesson when I uh, visited my mom in Shanghai. This was when I was a kid. And she gave me, I don't know, like 500, you know, uh, Chinese dollars. And then uh, to go to the open air market, she was like, just just buy whatever, you know, but make sure you don't take the first price they, they give you. Right. And I got like three pairs of jeans. They all like bootleg stuff or whatever. And then I, I spent all my money, right? And then I showed my mom. I was like super proud of it. I was like, mom, you know, I got these Levi's. I got this jacket, blah, blah. And then she was like, how much do you spend on this? I'm like, yeah, the $500. She was like, are you serious? I'm like, no, 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 I haggled it down. Like, these jeans was 500 but I got two pairs for, like, 350 She was like, you could have gotten those for $35. Oh, my gosh. Doing? But she she made me learn that lesson by giving me that money and go testing it out myself. Man, that's crazy. That is some pro-haggle shit, bro. Yeah, I still remember that shit. But now looking at those videos on YouTube, I'm like, yo, for real, you could get it. Because they're good fucking actors. They make you say, they make it, they're like, 200 okay, fine, fine. I'll give you... 180. All right. Like, seriously, I'm losing money. Yeah. That's how much it cost me. But when you walk away, that's, that's when it's like, okay, $16. Right, right, right. Damn. I, I, I don't know. I'm so not shy with a lot of things, but the haggling, I'm so fucking shy. It's, it's, I got, <laughs> I'm just trauma. I, yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> did you, um, okay, so I know like you produce beats. Yes. Like, did you, we made a song together. I know we did. We yeah. did a lot. It, it may never be released or who it knows. Will, it will. Yeah, it will. But, um, 
I, like, how did you, like, are you just a hip-hop head or what? Yeah, so when I came to America first, like, the first thing I saw was, like, Jay-Z, Big Pimpin, Cisco Thong song. Like, those were, like, the American dreams in my mind. Yeah. And, you know, in a way, it's true. Um, each music video was, like, three minutes of an American dream, you know? Yeah. So I wanted to live that. And it was just so foreign to me, like, the whole hip-hop concept. I never listened to any hip-hop when I was in Hong Kong. So I started, like, really diving in. And all my friends that I made in high school were all, like, hip-hop heads. So I started learning about Tupac, Biggie. I didn't even know they were dead, like, honestly. Like, I was that ignorant. So from then on, one of my buddies, um, I got a whole chapter literally talking about how I got into, like, making a beats. One of my buddies got, like, a bootleg uh, Sony Acid Pro Acid program. Pro yeah. Classic. So yeah. he got that. He chopped up some beats. And I was like, oh, shit, this is awesome. I want to start doing it. So I downloaded a bootleg version of Fruity Loops. Yep. So I started making beats on Fruity Loops. I got all my friends to rap on it. I couldn't really rap. But it was like the first time I felt like I was doing something in my life, like I'm being creative. Like I still didn't know I was like a creative person. That's what I want to pursue as a career. But it just felt good right. that after eight hours of sitting in front of my computer, I made something that's like a memento. You know? Right. It's like made. It's like woodworking, making a piece of like art. Right. You know? So I just kept doing it, and then I started selling some beats online. There was this website back in the day called RockBattle.com. Okay. Is that like a sound click? Kind of. Yeah. I, I fucked with SoundClick, but Rock Battle was for beat producers. Okay. They, you can sell beats on there, but mainly it's for you to battle other producers. Right, to right. test out In your forms beats and, and then stuff. people yeah. comment to see if the beats are good. But then you kind of develop the, uh, a pretty bad habit of making these battle beats, which are like really elaborate, got tons of layers, really loud, but not for a rapper to work gotcha. like rap on. Because some of the best beats are like so simple right. and it just works, you know, as a song. So um, I did that, and then for a while, I got pretty good. I sold a ton of beats on, like, SoundClick. Not a ton, but I sold a good amount where it was a decent amount of money. For oh, me. damn. So you were, like, in it. I was in it, yeah. I sold a beat to- Like, leasing beats and to shit? To a porno site, you know? That, that's tight. A porno trailer and shit. Um, that was, like, my dream, man. But then I, I just realized I didn't- like it was kind of depressing sitting in the studio for like eight hours a day. I didn't know too many artists to collaborate. It was just literally me making beats in a vacuum by myself. Right, right, right. So I, I had to find something else to do. That, that is that the studio more. life. It's very hermit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what But I mean? if you have a producer you work with, like in your case, or if I have like five, six rappers that I come in and then can actually finish the end product and we're collaborating and then we're actually talking about sales strategies, maybe getting a CD out, stuff like that, then I think it would have been okay. But I literally, I didn't really know anyone. You know? So you still do it like for fun? I haven't made a beat in a while, but um, like the beat that we did with Too Short uh, that I made, I made like I made that like 10 years ago. Oh, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I still have a lot of beats I haven't exported out of my MPC. I had the card. I sold the MPC when I was super broke. Yeah. But I bought all my equipments back when I uh, made some money. So I need to I need to find time to just set up the studio setup and all that. Yeah, yeah and fin finesse all your beats into every film project you're, you're getting involved. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I can just imagine sliding like a demo to yeah. the director and shit. I, I feel pretty sheepish about that. It took me a long time to ask uh, certain, like like John, Crazy Rich and stuff like that. Uh but yeah, I heard. Uh, can we talk about that or no? I'll yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got us. No, no, I got a song on Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, yeah, dog. That's tight. Congrats, my man. I'm not gonna get Crazy Rich off of it. You but, might uh, though. <laughs> like if if the movie does really well, you get you get pretty rich off of it. Yeah, I, I missed the screening of it. I, I was really hoping to go check it out. Tuesday, there's another screening. You can come. I'll go. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna go watch the movie. You yeah, know, that, I want to support all the homies. Support you. Support Nora. You know, it's check out a good fucking movie, man. Honestly, like. Uh, it's really good. You don't have to be Asian. It's just a fun, good time. And after like 30 minutes watching it, you forget that everybody was Asian. It's just a bunch of really cool, fun people. That's tight. And, and it's so rare too, even the Asian element of it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to see that, it's like crazy. And they were saying it's like... First in 25 years. 25 years. And the last one was what? what? Good Joy Luck Club. Joy Luck Club, right? <laughs> yeah. First studio movie in 25 How the f years. Like... That shit is crazy to me. How the fuck has it been 25 years since the last full Asian cast? I know, right? I guess it's it's this movie was such like right place, right time. Everything just hit perfectly. The book was a bestseller. Um, you know, and then it's also the time where Hollywood is looking at diversity and then it took people, the Warner Brothers and uh Nina Jacobson and at Color Force taking a chance on us and right. really making a studio movie instead of, you know, an indie. 
Uh, and yeah, I think everybody's really excited about it. So I, hope. I, I can't be more excited. It's awesome. It's fucking awesome. I, I mean, hope this just is the, the beginning. Friends, yeah. Just the friends I made on that set. Everybody, we're such homies now. That's tight. You can't say that about every set. You guys, you guys were shooting overseas in uh, where was it? Singapore, Malaysia, and Singapore. Yeah, that's sick, man. I'm sure yeah. you guys had a blast. Aquafina steals the movie. She's so good. I mean, uh, everybody have their moments, and everybody pulls their weight. Like, yeah, John was saying, like, we're like the Golden State Warriors. Like, every scene from one to the other, it's like passing the baton. And everybody made their shots. That's but what's Aquafina up. is so fucking funny in that movie. There's something about the Golden State Warriors, like very Asian about them. Something of Asian. <laughs> Yes. Something very Asian about the Warriors, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could just relate to them too. I'm like, Are I look, you a Warriors fan? Uh, I mean, I'm not a huge like NBA fan, but I do watch it. Like, And, and your Warriors are so fucking good. Mm -hmm. Like, They're just a good team to watch, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah, I fuck with Warriors, you know what I'm saying? But I'm a, I grew up as a Laker fan. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you get LeBron now. That's that's nice. I know, I know. We're We're back. Yeah. We're back. Um, that also means you can't afford any more Lakers tickets anymore. That's, I know. It's going to be thousands of dollars for nosebleeds. I know. I know. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the NBA right now. You know, but yeah. um, I just know I, I played ball for the first time in like years yesterday. And it was oh, really? A, it was a fucking mess on the court. It oh, a, I, I couldn't. I haven't exercised in years. Bro, it was a mess. I had, I'm luckily I played with fucking five other shitty homies and we, it was just a fucking, like, we just look goofy as fuck on the court. Yeah. All my kids, like Mexican kids were looking at us, laughing at us and shit on the court. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, All right. So how to American, the book is out. Is this like a bestseller or some shit right now or what? Not yet. Uh, okay. It's selling steadily, which is great. It never made a, because in order to make like a bestseller list, like one week, you got to sell a ton. Right. But it's like steady sold like 10, 15,000 copies and the audiobook's been doing really well. The so. press run's been crazy too. You just I've yeah. seen you on fucking YouTube videos to yeah. to mainstream outlets and shit. The great thing is whoever everybody that read it, especially Asian people, are loving it. So like they're like, "Oh shit, I never heard like this is so relatable. Like I felt about this in my life." So that's I'm super happy when I see those reviews. I I like it cuz I think it has this really like good Asian American experience, but like post, like you've been here and you know, right. you've lived in, you're not like, I'm new to this country. It's like, it, it gives you the whole thing. Like yeah, after you've settled in. It's not a sob story. It's funny. Like looking yeah. back at it, like certain, if I had to do it again, yeah, it's pretty sad and tough, right. but it's just funny. You know I mean? I didn't want to like make people, you know. I, I like it because it has the full grown Asian, like after you've grown up here experience too, not yes. the beginning side, yeah, yeah, which yeah. a lot of people cover the beginning side first, you know, yeah. but you have the whole like went to the auditions, you have the list of oh, shit you oh. went through. Yeah, that's my favorite part a book the 101 auditions and oh, an audition log that i kept before the silicon valley audition oh it's because i'm i know because i'm going through that i'm on 30 number audition number 33 right now oh really you, you kept the log I, i'm I, I mean i could it's easy i just, just got to go through my emails <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty much similar to what you what you gone through you know awesome. what i mean but um yo thanks for coming on man much love jimmy o yang how to american Grab that shit at all the bookstores. Amazon bookstores. Bootleg it on your Kindles. <laughs> well, you can. You no know. bootleg it. No, yeah. I'm sorry. I think it's only $3 I don't know why. on Kindle. I don't know why I encourage that. Yeah. <laughs> audiobook. Get the audiobook. I narrated it myself. It's pretty fun. That's tight. Yeah. That's tight. Use your Audible credit, you know? That's what's up. Check it out. Yo, thanks for being on, bro. Hell yeah, bro. Yes, sir. Oh, and uh, tune in next week. Comment below who else you want to see on the show. Uh, it's going to be once a week, once again. See you next time. Peace.